it's never too late. Mm-hmm. And I and I want people to remember that no matter what they do. I mean, it doesn't even have to be fitness related. Like, mm-hmm. it's never too late to reach out to your mom and say, I'm sorry. It's never too late to reach out to an old friend and be like, hey, I miss seeing your face. Like, whether they respond or not, knowing that you were able to do that, I think that for me, it's been so um, relieving even if I don't get a response from somebody, knowing that I was the person to say, hey, like, I am feeling this way. I mm-hmm. do think about you. I yes. do I do care about you. Yes. Um, because they may not respond, however, they've got the message and it's resonating with them somewhere. Hey, what's going on, everybody? I'd like to welcome you to another episode of the Just Keep Showing Up podcast. This is your host, Derek, and I am here with Sarah North. And I'm going to pass the mic to her and allow her to introduce herself. First, I'm going to say hello. How <laughs> hello. are you doing? I'm good. Thank yes. you. Thank you for having me. Yes. Thank you so much um, for saying that you would be a part of the podcast. But yes, go I ahead. I appreciate it. Um, A little bit about me. So obviously, I have a large fitness background. Um, I come from... A bigger family, um, lower income family. So growing up, it was all about, you know, finding friends and being with the community, being involved in sports, things like that. So we always had people to go and be around. Um, for me personally, in my adult life, um, with fitness and sports background, I spend a lot of time with people. So um, I'm a huge mental health advocate. I love to focus on things like that. Um, I know that obviously I work in the gym, I run a gym, um, and people come in, some people want physique changes, but the majority, 98% of the population is in there to, I hate to say it, but show up for themselves. And so that's kind of where I come from. Um, I've been in the group fitness industry for about five years now, and I've seen a wide range of um, people, management, D, all the above. Um, so I am all about growing and adapting with my environment, but most importantly, growing. So every day of my life, it, my goal is to be 1% better than the person that I was yesterday. And so I try to preach that to my members, my clients, my friends. Um, and if there's no room for growth and I'm surrounded by somebody that isn't, doesn't have the same morals as me, I take myself out of that. Um, so I'm all about the positivity, mental health aspect of things, um, spreading love and kindness um, and then showing people that you can have and be a strong human being while you're going through struggles. So there's a lot of things that I've gone through in my life that a lot of people don't know about. And maybe um, we will learn a little bit about that today, um, which I'm excited to share as well. But um, we all come from a different place. We all fight different battles. But at the end of the day, as long as you show up for yourself, um, you're winning. Man. All right. That was uh, that was a lot. And that was good. And I mean, I said I wasn't going to express how excited I am to do this, but that got me even more excited. <clears throat> I'll say I, I didn't realize that you were just from, I guess, my contact with you and like like seeing you on social media and then seeing you as a coach, realizing that mental health was like a passion. You, you know what I mean? I understood yeah. it was something that you exercise, you know, for yourself. Mm-hmm. So it just makes me, I don't know, it just makes this feel like it's more... This was supposed to be, this was supposed to happen. Yeah. This was supposed to happen. You know what I mean? Yeah. So things that you shared, um, we talked about sports. And before we go into like the why you show up, mm-hmm. I guess we can go to that. So we'll just start with the, this is a Just Keep Showing Up podcast. 
you kind of shared some things of what you're passionate about a little bit, but for yourself, what do you do for yourself to continue to show up? Um, I think for me, my days look different. Um, I have a different why all the time. So um, obviously keep showing up is the goal um, Mm -hmm. because no one else is going to do it for you. No one's going to get you out of bed. Um, No one's going to put you into the gym. No one's going to take you and put you at your desk for work and do the things that need to be done. No one's going to make you take your kids to sports or, you know, whatever the case may be. So for me, it's a more of um, if I didn't have anybody or if I had somebody that I cared about more than I care about myself, which currently I don't. However, I am, I am a lover. I am, mm-hmm. I'm all armed. So if I yeah. you know, was in a relationship, my goal is to make sure that I show up for not only them, um, but for myself. So making sure that the people around me are okay. I think for me personally, though, especially in this current part of my life, um, being a single individual, um, and having all the responsibilities that I have within what I do for my work. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, I do it more for my people. Okay. Um, so when I wake up in the morning, it's, it's less about what does Sarah need today? It's like, hey, I know that these people that I'm going to be with need me. They mm-hmm. need me to show up. So if I can't show up for myself, then I can't show up for them. So that's my motivation um, personally. I will say when I had a lapse in employment um obviously i was still working with clients and things of that sort however it was a internal motivator to not be complacent i would say i guess i can put it that way it's the what i had said earlier about being one percent better mm-hmm. i knew that if i didn't show up for myself that i couldn't get better mm-hmm. um so one day i could spend the whole day in bed and then so my goal for the next day is hey maybe get up and go eat breakfast today yes. and then go back to bed so that's me being one percent better yeah. um and then that just carries on so obviously throughout the years things have progressed and it just becomes a habit. Um, mm-hmm. But I just want to be good for my people. I want to be really good for the people that are around me because it isn't just about me at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. It's about all the people that you surround yourself with. Yes. And if you can give that to others, then it just motivates me more to be better for them, which makes me better for myself. Yes, this is amazing to me with uh, these podcasts. And you'll be the 12th episode, so you'll be December's episode. And... It's so amazing to me where it's almost end up sometimes can be a therapy session for me as I'm sitting there talking to someone and how the things you're saying actually resonate with me. And it's two things that you shared. Uh, <clears throat> you talked about showing up like you show up for the, your people. Mm-hmm. Do you find like when you show up for your people, is that kind of giving you life as well? Yes, it does. So it's almost like in the midst of that, the byproduct is you continue to show up for yourself. Yes. Because one of sounds like one of your goals is to give yourself like almost away or give yourself to the world or, you know, just be that light in the world. Yep. Yeah. And and then something else you shared, uh, you talked about if you was in the bed all day, one day, the next day was just, can I just get up and maybe go get a bowl of cereal? Mm -hmm. And that resonates with me so much because I was like in a terrible depression and a funk, like between, oh man, it was like maybe a year and a half just off and on. And I remember telling myself, I was like, I, because that's just keep showing up kind of came from that. And I realized that showing up was more than just me getting to the gym and working out. Mm -hmm. Some days showing up was actually just staying in the bed and allowing myself to feel what I felt. Yeah. 
so I can actually work through that emotion, work through whatever was going on. So when I did get up, I was actually not healed, but I had actually kind of worked my way through what I was feeling instead of forcing myself to get up. Hey, look at me. And then I'm back at my house, you know, depressed. You know what I mean? So that's kind of what I don't know if if you have anything else to pull on that to pull on that. But when you said that, it like resonated with me so much. Oh, yeah. No, 100 percent. I mean. I battle very bad anxiety and depression Mm -hmm. and um, over the years, you know, you, you go to therapy and you Mm -hmm. do things like that. um, But that's a small win. So even you saying it's, and that resonated with me Mm -hmm. by you saying, it's not just about showing up to the gym. Mm -hmm. It's, there's more to it than that. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, yes. And that's more of like a, we all fill each other's cups. Yes. And it just depends. I mean, if we could walk around in society, I don't know if you've ever watched the show um, Black Mirror. It's, Mm -hmm. it's kind of like a different type of, it's interesting if you ever give it a try, but um, I'm very big. I have a huge imagination and I'm very creative Um, And if I could just picture everyone walking around with a coffee cup that was half full or half empty, Mm -hmm. that's quite literally how we are walking around as human beings because you just never know. There's a lot of times where I walk into the gym to coach and do my job and fill people's cups Mm -hmm. with an empty cup. Mm-hmm. But that's my job. However, what they don't know is that they're filling my cup by coming into the gym and working hard yes. and, and allowing me to give them what I know and what I can do best. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's small wins. Yes. Like everything's a small win. There's days that I spent in bed where I was happy that I got up and brushed my teeth. And I was like, hey, I moved my body. Yes. I did something good for my hygiene. Mm-hmm. Like that was very yes. good for me. Yes. And that's a win. And some people have a really hard time with that. And always think that they're alone and that's the other thing is gosh my <laughs> i connect with people by by my authenticity and my transparency of showing them and telling them that i might look like i have it all together mm-hmm. however none of us have it all together yeah, yeah, we're yes. all just going through figuring out as mm-hmm. we go and we're all at different stages in our life and have been through different things but you're never you're never never alone yes that's the biggest thing is like no matter what you're feeling thinking there's someone else in the world that is feeling and thinking or has felt and thought those exact same things yeah yeah i, th- I think that's amazing to me uh, the part of you're never alone or just like sometimes I kind of like this is again, I keep saying it's amazing, but sometimes I look back because I, it was like very dark. And just what you're just sharing, realizing that I don't know if this resonates with you is like I feel like being in a place of depression where you're like, you know what? I'm done. I'm good. You know, and I think about my kids. So it's like I continue to, to go on. So now I almost look at this chapter of my life is this is what life is like. If you don't give up, it's almost mm-hmm. like you got a second stroke of life. Yes. And with that, I don't, and this would be interesting to see if you kind of got the same thing from your experience with that. It allowed me to truly now show up authentically. Like I'm, I'm just going to be me. Mm-hmm. It's almost like I made this contract with God and was like, okay, you want me to stay here? I'm about to 100% be me. Yeah. And I feel with me being authentic, you kind of draw your people to you, you know, because those people kind of come around you and yep. those that, that, your authenticity is not what they need or what they want, then they go away and it's nothing against them. Nope. It's not that it's bad. Some people like a Porsche, some people like a Ford. You, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. and one is not yes. better than the other. It's all yeah. in which, which you prefer. So uh, so authenticity is like a huge thing. And I feel like that's where the peace is at. Mm-hmm. You know, like being your authentic self. And, you know what I mean? So it's, it's just good. And, <clears throat> and I'm going to ask with that, a following question is, do you find, now do you like you trust yourself more? Because you mentioned 
uh, anxiety. The two things I have challenges with anxiety and depression. And I feel now the more I show up authentically, the more I begin, begin to trust myself and the more I trust my intentions. Yes. And I can kind of just know that my intentions were good. Of course, if a situation comes up and you have to further explain, you can, mm-hmm. but you know your intentions were in the right place. Yes. You know, and I don't know if that resonates with you as well. It, it does, 100%. And I think for me as well is, um, in, and I think my generation is very affected by it, but social media is sculpting people to be people that they are mm-hmm. not. Yeah. And they think that they have to fit in certain ways. And I fell into that realm. So Mm -hmm. my mental health journey really began when I started to take social media cleanses. Like Mm -hmm. I would say, okay, something's affecting me here and I don't feel myself. And that's when my anxiety started to spike really bad. And I was, I, it was uncontrollable because I wasn't myself. I was being the the person that I thought people wanted me to Mm, be. Yes. Yes. Um, and so, like, you know, going out and having drinks with friends and mm-hmm. things like that, like, yeah. I've always had anxiety. Mm-hmm. I've always had stage fright. I mean, if you walked into one of my classes, would you would never guess. That. I would never, ever guess. <laughs> yeah, ever, right? Yes. And for me, it was because I was like, I'm not sure who I am with these people yet. Gosh, because so I just kept trying to tailor who I was supposed to be. Mm-hmm. And so my anxiety would be overwhelming. And then I would be like, I can't go. Mm-hmm. I don't want to go. I don't want to do it. Yeah. I don't want to talk to people because I didn't know who I was supposed to be. Yeah. So I think for me, I had a very life-changing event where things got so bad for me and I was kept trying to navigate who I was and mm-hmm. and just to fit in and, and be yes. who people, who I thought people wanted me to be. To be. Mm-hmm. Um, and so... To be honest, I went through a crisis where I actually had to admit myself to um, the crisis center because I was starting to have these thoughts that mm-hmm. we just shouldn't be having. And yes. these thoughts got so bad that I was like, if I don't get help, I'm going to make a decision that's not only going to affect me, it's going to affect mm-hmm. the people that yeah. love me. Yes. And um, when I knew that I could no longer help myself and I didn't know where to go, when I was admitted, it, I mean, it was life-changing for me. Mm-hmm. It, yeah. it brought so many good things to the surface of things that I was battling on my own, but mm-hmm. also, you know, things that are very apparent to a lot of other people. Yes, yes, yes. Um, a very eye-opening experience for me, and I'm so grateful for all the people that I had by my side and helped push me to get to that, not in a bad way, but said, hey, like, you should really reach out to and get professional help. Mm-hmm. Um and so also, too, when I stopped drinking alcohol, mm-hmm. I think getting away from becoming sober and losing the whole, I'm going to escape from reality. Yes. I have liquid courage and mm-hmm. I can talk to anybody when I'm drinking. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, that changed a lot. I did lose a lot of friends mm-hmm. or, you know, people that I thought were friends. Yeah. But I also, that's when I found my most authentic self. Yeah. That's when the honest thoughts had to come in. I had to face, you know, the bad things that I had done. Mm-hmm. Um, we're not perfect people. But no, I think for me, overcoming um, the things, I'm a big I'm a big person to apologize. Mm-hmm. I like to go back and I, I like, hey, so-and-so, that wasn't right for me to do. Like admitting that I was wrong in certain areas of my life, even if I, you know, wasn't the person I am today, apologizing for those things has really changed my life. Yes. And I wouldn't have been able to do that without finding my most authentic self. Yes. So I think being an honest individual 
carries into every single relationship you have. And I've had to go to people and say, hey, I hate to say this to you. However, I was not honest with you when I did this or when I said this. That's not who I was. Mm -hmm. I was trying to, like, be somebody I wasn't. And so my friend group is now a small circle. Mm -hmm. And I love it. And I love it so much because people (laughs) accept me for who I am. And I'm not for everyone. And everyone's not for me. Yeah. So (laughs) It's okay. Yeah, uh, I, I love it. Yeah, so I'll, I'll go in reverse, but apologizing yeah. and explaining actually what was wrong. This is probably, this is just, I just thought of this as you said it, because uh, I was talking to a friend about like saying sorry. <clears throat> it makes me think, and as I was talking to her, it made me think about kind of what you just, you did it in your, when you apologized, you said, I apologize. You actually explained what you're apologizing about. Instead of just saying, I'm sorry, mm-hmm. it's like, I'm sorry or I apologize for this. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I think that's really good. Uh, I want to mention the age gap. I don't know exactly how old you are, but I'm saying the age gap part. Like, I'm, I'll am i be 47 tomorrow. We're in October now. Yeah. And I think you may be between 27 and 30. 27. 27. Yes. Okay. I, I share that part because you talk about social media. I often say, I don't know how difficult it would have been for me to grow up in this era. Like, people from my generation, the things we did, they kind of stayed in our neighborhood. Yeah. Now you do things. I mean, it can, like I saw a guy yesterday on top of his car dancing and it was funny. I was like, he's not going to let his car yeah. kill his vibe. Yeah. But that went like, I got friends all over the country. Yeah. And they all saw that, you know? So if you do something now, social media can be so heavy, you know? So I think it was, I just really appreciate you sharing that. And I just want, want the audience to kind of hear, to have some grace to people, younger people who are dealing with like, anxiety and depression and not just say well my generation this is like no things are different now yeah, they are. and it's so much pressure that people go through with you know society kind of telling us what a perfect body is and what yes. this is you, you know what i mean it's just I, I can only imagine uh then you talked about mental health and you're really big into physical health but mental health we find is so much more important because it connects to everything physically right yeah you know so and it's so brave of you to admit yourself to a hospital, you know? So I want to applaud you for that. Thank you. And it's amazing to me, like the things you just shared that you just would not have seen. Like at the gym, you know, we have our favorite coaches. Uh, and, you know, you, you're you one of those people that we would come in and say, okay, Sarah, goddammit, we better get it together. <laughs> She's going to make sure. We do. Like I'm on a Stairmaster yeah. now thinking, okay, no hands. You know? <laughs> but it's That's just so, so it's, it's, it's amazing to see like the fruit of the work that you've done for yourself. Mm-hmm that it can get deposited into other people and you kind of took that head on and you're still so young and so much life ahead of you, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's, that's very, very good. Uh, and now I want to sh- share if there's anything, like I didn't already say, like it was like a doggone therapy session for me, mm-hmm. <laughs> but if there's anything you shared and somebody's listening to this and I feel like you've given advice throughout the podcast, the episode, but any advice that you have, like additional things that you would like to share for someone who may be listening and uh, we have people from like, in their 60s to like their 20s that listen to this podcast? Um, I would say it's never too late to start. Mm -hmm. It's never too late to, whether it's starting over or trying again, or it's just never too late. Mm -hmm. And, um, and I, and I speak from a place of that's coming from like a place of anxiety because Mm -hmm. growing up, I was, I was in a very, like, my parents were very hard on us. Mm -hmm. We were, you know, we were in sports. We, we were only allowed to hang out with our friends once they, we, they checked our grades and, Mm -hmm. you know, things like that. And we were held to a very high standard. And 
that I think that also stemmed into my anxiety because I, I would think, well, I didn't do this well enough. So mm-hmm. as an adult, I do yes. this. I didn't do this well enough mm-hmm. or I didn't get that done. So I can't go have lunch with my friend. You know, mm-hmm. I, I can't do these things. And um, so I think like self-forgiveness and reminding yourself that you can and you're able to mm-hmm. um, is a huge mindset shift, um, yes. especially for people like in the gym aspect, those of mm-hmm. You that maybe stepped out of the gym for a while. It's been a couple weeks. I mean, being away from the gym for a week breaks a routine. It's mm-hmm. easy. Yeah. Then you get stuck in a rut, and it's like, well, I've been out of the gym too long. I can't go back yet, or you know, I'm not ready to go back. There's no such thing as being ready to do anything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's. I mean, you just have to. You just have to do it. And I. I still battle this sometimes. Mm-hmm. However, for me, it's. I can't thank my members enough, for just showing up for just walking in the door and sometimes that's really hard for people but there's it's just never it's never too late Mm -hmm. and I and I want people to remember that no matter what they do I mean it doesn't even have to be fitness related like Mm -hmm. it's never too late to reach out to your mom and say I'm sorry it's never too late to reach out to an old friend and be like hey I miss seeing your face like whether they respond or not knowing that you were able to do that I think that for me it's been so um relieving even if I don't get a response from somebody knowing that I was the person to say hey like I am feeling this way I Mm -hmm. do think about you I do I do care about you um because they may not respond however they've got the message and it's resonating with them somewhere in some in some way and if it doesn't do it immediately five ten years down the road they're going to be like hey Derek Derek reached out to me that, Mm -hmm. and I never answered, and I feel really bad for it, but maybe I can reach out to so-and-so now, Mm -hmm. because you had the courage to do that. Yeah. Um, So, it's just never too late. Yes, that that is really good. I'm going to say this, 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 uh, as you were talking, I just wrote down honoring and owning your feelings, and what I mean by that is you're able to do that, because you said, even if they don't reach back out, that's really like... Like, I've been studying and looking at, like, loving authentically. And yeah. that really, what I feel like that's what that is. It's mm-hmm. like, hey, I'm going to put something out. Whether you respond or not, I'm just putting out and owning how I feel and yeah. honoring how I feel. Uh, yeah, so. Yeah. Yes. There's a couple of really good books, too. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can always send them to you. I'm not great at, like, the names of them off mm-hmm. the top of my head. Um, but Atlas of the Heart is a really great one. Mm-hmm. It, oh, you have it. Yes. Yeah. Oh my goodness gracious. Mm-hmm. It's such a great book. Yes. And I'm well, all Brene like, Brown. it explains emotions and feelings Brene and you can't Brown label is... that for people and you yes. just never know what people are going through. Yes. So that's why I always too, like on social media, I'll mm-hmm. say compliment a stranger today. Yes. Like, you know, do something. It, it changes people's lives. It really yes. does. Like it, if you're in five feet of somebody smile, if you're mm-hmm. in 10 feet, say something, you know, <laughs> yes. like, yes, it's so true. You go down south, you're getting it from yeah, 50 yards different. away. Hey, you know, like, yes. it's overwhelming. It if is, it, it's yeah. a culture shock. Yeah, However, you know, the farther you go north, the, mm-hmm. the more, you know. There's people trying to survive there and buy yeah. 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 Especially in New York. It's different. Yeah. yeah so, all right. But yeah. Thanks, everybody, for checking out the show. Until next time, peace.